Hello, fabulous friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Booked and Blessed Podcast. I'm your host, Carissa, here to help you get booked and feel, say it with me now, blessed, baby. I am officially moved in to my New York apartment, ew, and I'm still getting settled. Not everything's where it needs to go. This episode is going to be a story time about my open call audition experience last weekend. Um, Because again, I am not fully prepared to cover a a broader topic that needs attention to detail and I want to be really thorough. Also, side note, you're going to hear a lot of New York City ASMR with the traffic I'm sorry, hopefully the noise reduction will uh, take out as much as possible, but if you ever wondered what living in New York is like, now you'll get a little taste. But I told you all last week how I had a big audition coming up and I drove up to Boston, should have been five and a half hours, ended up being six and a half hours with traffic, never realized the traffic was that bad going up to Boston, but I decided this week I would expand and expound on the open call experience because I befriended a lovely gal who was behind me in line at the audition and it was her first ever open call. She was a junior, she is a junior in college for musical theater right now and it was her first experience with anything like that and it made me think I'm sure she's not the only one who has done shows and done, you know, is in the musical theater industry, but just hasn't been to an open call before. So I kind of wanted to let you all in on what to expect, little tips and tricks and pointers that are useful. But no matter what I say, I'm going to try to cover as much as I can, but I must put out there, nothing can ever truly prepare you for an open call. Um, But I'll tell you what to generally expect in a way, you just kind of have to rip the Band-Aid off. Once you go to your first one, you you can go to anyone, and it's very much a similar experience, but it's it takes a little getting used to. So let's dive in. Number one, there will usually be a lot of people at these auditions, so you're going to want to get there early. Um, at the one this past weekend, there were over 400 people and sign up started at 9. I got there at 7:20 and I was number 211. When I tell you some girls were out there at 5 a.m., oh child, I don't necessarily recommend that uh because in Boston especially it was really cold and if you're out there for hours and hours in the cold just waiting, your voice most likely is not going to sound its best and you're probably not going to perform your best if you're one, sleep deprived and two, outside in the cold for hours. But, you know, to each their own, if you want to make sure you get seen, that's one way to do it. But at what cost? So you kind of have to weigh your pros and cons. Thankfully, at this specific audition, the casting team was magnificent. So many props to them. They kept the energy up. They were so positive and kind. Um, And they made sure they saw everyone who came to the audition, which is not always the case. They don't have to do that. So not to mention, whether you get there earlier or later, you will be waiting usually a long time. So as I said, I was there at 7.20 in the morning and didn't get seen until after the casting team took their lunch break and came back. And that was at around 3 p.m. 
so we, I was in the holding room for a long time. And then when they announced, okay, we're not seeing numbers 200 or 201 to 210 until, you know, 245, I went back to my hotel, freshened myself up, warmed up a little more, then came back. I was in that holding room for hours. Well, before I even got in the holding room, we were outside freezing our little butts off for also for hours. So just a lot of waiting. It's a waiting game. Um, they also had two audition rooms up and running and they were telling us there was a potential for a third room opening, but in that third room, they did not have a third accompanist. So we were going to have to either sing our songs acapella or to a track on our phones. I'm assuming we're playing it off of our phone. And um, because they didn't expect that many people to show up to the audition, thank God they did not end up going with the third room because that just sounds like my own personal nightmare. Um, I hate singing acapella at an audition. I just think it's so awkward. It's hard to find your, like, it's just not, not ideal. Um, and even in, in my performing arts high school and audition techniques class, they were like, uh, as much as possible, try to never sing acapella at an audition because it's hard for you to find the key. It's hard for just everything. It just doesn't, it's, it's not it. So they did not end up doing that. And I was like, Ooh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Um, then <laughs> they also had in the waiting area, there was a warm-up area and obviously a restroom and heads up, the bathroom will usually be crowded by people doing their hair and makeup or touching up their hair and makeup. And, uh, lesson to my future self, it's a good idea to bring a little mirror with you in your audition bag to avoid having to fight over mirror space. I had already done my makeup before I got there, but after being out in the cold for hours, I went to the bathroom and I said, who, who is that? So <laughs> it would have been nice. I went back to my hotel and got to touch myself up and touch myself up. Ooh, no, not that. Touch up my makeup <laughs> and my hair and all the things. But if I had brought a mirror, I could have just done it there. I think it kind of gave me a little peace of mind as well, just to leave for a little bit and get out of that space but you know sometimes that's not a possibility anywho next up warming up as i said before you know vocal tubes are great because you're not projecting and interrupting other people and their audition process but um at this specific audition there was a warm-up area outside the bathrooms where a lot of girls were just facing the corner and belting their faces off and warming up and I can't say anything because I am guilty of doing this at one point or two points as well, <laughs> just to see if my belt was there that day, if she was ready to go. Um, but for the majority of my warmups, I was using my vocal tube, which I mean, it then helped me seem a little less obnoxious. But at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do, you know, and it's it's really easy to get self-conscious and not want to feel annoying and feel like you're interrupting other people. But if you need to make sure your belt is feeling good and your voice is up to singing that song that you're planning on singing today, let it out, girl. Even if it's just once like that, just so that you know and you feel confident, like, OK, she's there. I can sing this ready to go. Um <laughs> At this specific audition, never seen this before, which is why I mention it. There was a girl warming up with a, with a kazoo instead of any sort of phonation device or straw. And um, she kind of became a legend. 
she I've seen videos about her on TikTok. <laughs> the algorithm knows. Uh, I've been getting a lot of videos about this audition. And um, yeah, someone had said to me that people were asking her like, okay, why are you warming up with that? And she goes, oh, I could warm up with a straw, but I just want to be annoying. So uh, I don't know if that worked in her favor or not, because obviously like she's the talk of the town, but not in the best way. They're literally calling her kazoo girl. So depends what you're going for, but I would say steer away from doing anything like that unless you want to become notorious. Um, become notorious for being the person obnoxiously warming up with a kazoo. Whatever you want to do, live your life. All right. So next lesson that I was taking from this audition is song and outfit choice. I was living for seeing all of the different outfits at this audition and especially how people were really catering their look to the character they were going for or looking to be cast as. Like even the makeup and sparkly footwear, it was on fleek. They had the little jewels on their eyes. They looked like they were ready to film an episode of Euphoria. I was here for it. The colors were there for their specific character. I was like, oh, they, they took a hint from the Booked and Blessed podcast. Y'all listen to me. <laughs> but I was so happy to see it. And um, one lesson I took for myself in particular was uh, right now the pleather pants are really in because they just do it for like everybody. The pleather pants are a look. They're better than jeans. They're like more professional, but they still are hip and fun and like hug your body in all the right places. But uh, I guess every other girl almost at this audition had the same exact thought process. So maybe next time I'm just not going to wear pleather pants and go with a power suit or something of that nature <laughs> or like a dress. Well, not for not for Boston, but something that's not pleather because uh, everybody was rocking the pleather pants. Um, also, in terms of them having a lot more people show up than anticipated. The original casting call had said to prepare 16 to 32 bars of a pop song. So of course I made my pop, my, my pops, I made my cuts 32 bars. Cause I'm like, I'm going to show up and show out and tell a story. And that's much easier to do in 32 bars than 16 bars. 16 bars is more like a chorus. Whereas 32 is like a verse and a chorus, 30 seconds versus a minute. Um, but I should have thought ahead they cut down to 16 bars. Thankfully, not eight. Oh, praise. But um, they just wanted time to see everyone, which makes a lot of sense. And I appreciate them for that. Um, but even, even when they cut down the length of your audition cut, always have a second option and a second contrasting song available. And bonus points, if you can get both songs to be a song that your desired character might sing. Um, think like intention, deeper meaning, the style of the song, the motivation of the song. Even if it's a pop song, like I said, you can still find a deeper meaning in that. Like just think, would this thought process go along with what the character I want to be in this show might also think and be on board with? because I was asked to sing a second song and I was like, yes, indeed. I actually have something else prepared that my character might sing, wink, wink. And she loved it. She was the the casting, <laughs> she's not a casting agent, but the um, music supervisor, she was like, yes, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Cause I was like, um, I think that blank, blank, name of the character would sing this song. 
And she was like, ooh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So yeah, bonus points. Um, Next up on my list, be friendly. And that goes for everywhere at the audition and to everyone. While you're in the holding room, while you're in the audition room, try to be personable, relatable, radiate positivity. For instance, in the holding room, I saw so many girls nebulizing with their vocal mist. I felt like it was a proud mother moment for me. I was so proud. And you know what the worst part is? I ran out of saline for my vocal mist, so I couldn't be up there puff puffing with the best of them, but it's fine. (laughs) We got to order some. But it was so good to see that performer, like as performers, we have so much more in common than you may think. Who Like we're all vocal misting. What are the odds of that? We're all nebulizing. And it made me also realize it's just so easy to start conversations or see what other people's thought processes and audition habits are because we're always learning and growing. I hope that's, it's so good. Like sometimes you can add something to your own routine that you've never even thought of because you learned it from another person in the industry. And that can be such a powerful asset to just, you know, take bits and pieces that work for you that you see other people doing. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm going to completely take this person's audition routine. No, but if it's something you see and you're like, oh, that looks interesting. Let me see if that works for me. And you incorporate it. That's a power move. That's how we learn. That's how we become better. And one of my favorite parts of this audition was the support the community, as I talk about all the time, cheer on your peers. Whenever a group would be called by the monitor slash casting assistant to go up to the audition room, the rest of the girls at this audition were cheering, clapping for each other, so supportive. And I was like, women supporting women. I am here for the camaraderie at this open call. Like my little heart was bursting Oh, it was it was so wonderful to feel the energy like the entire holding room would erupt into cheers and applause. And it was just so lovely. We need more of that. I'm that's a goal for 2023. Let's all support each other and build each other up. Loved that. And another thing, this industry is way smaller than you may think it is initially. So I'm in line talking to the girl that I befriended, who's the junior for MT in college. And uh, I'm telling her about, you know, the other audition I spoke about last week and how I was offered this contract. Surprise. I don't know if I told you guys that on the last the last episode. I think I did. But I was offered this contract. It was starting very soon. And I told her how I had to decline politely because I couldn't humanly do it. It wasn't possible. And another girl that's behind us in line goes, are you talking about blah, 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 name of cruise line? I was like, yeah. And she says, you would be replacing me. I'm the one that backed out of that contract because I wanted to come to this specific audition. And what are the odds of that? How crazy is that? So when you think, oh, you know, I'm just one of... 400 people at this audition, like everyone's just so disconnected. No, the industry is teeny tiny when it comes down to it. And almost everyone has connections of, you know, someone they were in a show with or went to college with that now work with these people. And like, 
honestly, I could look up almost anybody in the MT industry on Instagram or whatever, Facebook, and we probably have mutual friends. It's that um, 10 steps of separation or something like that. It's crazy. So never underestimate the power of your friends and people that you know and your connections and your networking. So I also going along with that, stay humble and stay grateful. And most importantly, always, this is a rule of mine for myself, always reward yourself for just doing the dang thing. After the first day of auditions, while I was waiting for the callback email, because they did not tell you in the room whether you got a callback just due to the sheer magnitude of people auditioning, I took my little self to Shake Shack and bought myself a pair of pants at Aritzia. They were on sale. Don't you worry. (laughs) And I I wore them for the callback the next day. It was a win-win. But that callback email didn't even come in until after I had already treated myself. So I was thinking either way, I'm not like whether I get a callback or not, I am proud of myself for being there and for doing the best that I could in the room. And the rest is out of my hands. And the more that you celebrate those little wins, the more you're going to have. And that's just, that's law of attraction, baby. That's science. <laughs> um, and last but not least, I just want to say, take care of yourself and be kind to yourself. Because during these auditions, when you're barely able to sleep the night before, because you're nervous and you're waking up every couple hours like, oh, did I miss my alarm? That was, that was me. Firsthand experience. And then you're waking up super early after getting interrupted sleep. And then you're trying to look and sound your best the next day. And you're standing outside, usually in the cold, for hours. Like, that's no easy feat. Once that audition is over, you need to let it go as best as you can. I know it's hard. You're waiting and waiting. And you're, you know, waiting with bated breath to see if you're getting called back or you might get an offer. But just try to put it out of your mind. Treat yourself. Do things that make you happy. And then... Try to start the resting and recovering stage so you can be ready and recuperated for the next one and the next one and just your everyday life. It's so easy to to let that anxiety just stay with you, but you need to end the stress cycle. Actually, that's a great topic to talk about in another episode. Um, there was a book I read not too long ago. Well, eh. It was an audio book. No, I read this one. This was a physical book I read. (laughs) And it was called, it is called Burnout. And they talk about all the ways it's catered towards women specifically, but all of the ways to end the stress cycle are in there. And it's not just, you know, getting rid of the stressor. There are ways like working out, um, physical touch with someone that you love, like long hugs, getting good sleep. There are so many different ways to end the stress cycle that we're not taught about. So I would love to dig deeper into that so that we can end the stress cycle after the audition's over and be ready to do it all over again and get back to our daily lives being the best that we can be. I'm so sorry that, well, you know what? I'm not going to apologize because I still think, and I hope that this episode brought you some value Next week, we will do a deep dive into another aspect of the industry, and it will be super duper informative and catered and specific. But for this week, that's all I've got for you. I love you all so much. I 
I'm sorry that I, this I will apologize for. I'm sorry that my life is a little hectic right now, but we are we are done with the craziest part of it. So we're going to get settled. We, I'm going to release my the stress cycle. I'm going to end my stress cycle so that I can be fully devoted and present and here to help with whatever you need. So if you've been enjoying the podcast and like I said, getting value out of it, I would so appreciate if you could rate, review, and subscribe. I love you even more. Don't know if that's possible, but I will. And as always, you can follow the pod on Instagram at Booked and Blessed Pod or my personal account at Carissa Hope. That's K-A-R-I-S-A-H-O-P-E. And feel free to send in any questions or topics you'd like me to cover. Or if you would like advice on a specific thing, let me know. And I can hopefully cover it in, in an episode or, you know, do a little sidebar or just answer your questions via DM. That's that's really it this week, guys. <laughs> I hope you have a stupendous Monday and an even better rest of your week. I'll catch you next time. Let's get booked and blessed, y'all.